Hey everyone, welcome to K-Pop Bookshelf. I have some updates for you today. First of all, I have a new Instagram. K-Pop Bookshelf is the new Instagram. My old Instagram, K-Pop Bookshelf Pod, is no longer an account that I can access for various reasons, but it's still up there. So you can look at old posts, I guess, until Instagram takes it down or unless I can finally access it again. So just wanted to make sure that you follow me on K-Pop Bookshelf, all one word, on Instagram. And also Twitter, I can't access anymore either, but that's okay. I don't use Twitter that much. And an update on the podcast, we are still on hiatus with regards to books, but we are working on bringing new book episodes and seasons soon. So today we have a bonus episode to talk about a really exciting experience I just had. And we'll be joined by my friend, Emma, my K-pop friend, my real life friend, Emma. Tell us about yourself. Hi, my name is Emma. I'm a K-pop fan of approximately, oh, I don't know how much, maybe it's been since 2019. <laughs> My math is bad. But yeah, I kind of fell into it, avid K-pop, or sorry, K-drama watcher, and then uh, happened to see an idol actor, and then I was like, what's this? Who was the idol actor? Oh, of all places, I don't like to say it because I'm sorry. Uh, fans out there, but it was Inwu from Astro, and uh, oh, more, more idol, more idol, less actor. But <laughs> okay. my reason for for following. But yeah, I I joined then, uh, you know, as a fan, and then got into K-pop, and then you know, just group after group caught my interest. So that's where I've been. Yeah, we're both multi stands. So yes, yeah, proud multi stands. Yeah. Okay, awesome, Emma. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. I'm. Uh, I've asked you to come today so we could talk about the fact that I won a fan sign. Very exciting. Woo. Woo. <laughs> have you ever entered a fan sign? I know you were thinking of it. I have not. I, I've uh, supported friends <laughs> when they said they wanted to enter. But yeah, I, I never, uh, I think more, um, uh, which I know we'll get to later, a uh, funding issue and then maybe like uh, being too excited in the event I won. So. Oh, that's your concern. So that's why you haven't entered for a fan sign yet. Yeah. Is that right? Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, as you know, I just, I, at the risk of this whole podcast and my Instagram turning into like an 80s fan fan site, I did win a fan sign, in-person fan sign to see 80s. And so I thought we could talk today a little bit about like, what is the fan sign, like the logistics of that and how to enter and that kind of thing. Have your friends that you said one fan signs, one in-person ones or telephone ones or... Uh, at first, it started with a telephone, but then one recently, I don't think they've gone yet. They won one to go to Japan. So, Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah. So I was in Korea in 2019, and there was a fan sign that some people I knew were entering. And so I'll talk a little bit about fan signs prior to the pandemic. So in Korea, it's really common to promote comebacks by holding fan signs. It's basically a ploy to get people to buy more albums. And record stores are still really big in both Korea and Japan, like Tower Records still exists in Japan. In Korea, there's a store called Hot Tracks, which is a chain that's like, I think, all over Korea. I know they have in Busan and Seoul and probably other cities. So what happens for a fan sign is when a new album comes out, a record store typically or someone will organize a fan sign. And so they'll announce like, okay, on this date, XYZ date, we're going to have this group's fan sign. And that way, you know when the event's going to be, whether or not you can actually make the event and attend and make arrangements to go. And then they'll have like a sales period for which you go and buy the album. So let's say the album comes out like on March 30th, 
they might say, okay, from March 30th to April 2nd or something, that's the time frame which you have to come in to Hot Tracks or Tower Records or wherever and buy the albums. And each album you buy equals one entry into the fan sign. So by that logic, the more albums you buy, the higher chance you have to enter. So that's why it's like a very, it's kind of a competitive thing. I know for chains like Hot Tracks and Tower Records, I think it's like certain locations will participate in a certain fan sign. So not every Hot Tracks necessarily is where you'd want to go buy your albums from during that period. And you can go, like, let's say you want to go to the Gangnam Hot Tracks and you also want to go to like, I don't know what other neighborhood, Myeongdong. I don't think there was one there, but anyway, Myeongdong Hot Tracks. You can go to multiple chains or, you know, branches of the same chain and try to enter as much as you can. And that is, of course, barring the fact that, you know, it, they sometimes sell out on the first day of the album coming out or something like that. So you used to like go buy your album and fill out a little paper slip that, and you put like your contact information, your name, your email, or something like that. And you filled one of those out for each album you bought. So if you bought like 10 albums in Gangnam and you get 10 little slips of paper, that's 10 entries and they would do a lottery on whatever day. And then you'd, you know, win, but hopefully and then you could go to the fan sign. So then, you know, because 2019 was just before the pandemic, you know about video fan call signs. So do you know how those worked or do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, no, I'd, I'd love to talk a little bit more. Um, I think, uh, you know, I, I follow K-pop uh, fan accounts on Twitter and then I started seeing more and more people talking about the video fan sign, but I really wasn't familiar with with it. I'd come across before people who would sell a slot at a fan sign so that you could get a page of an album autographed. Mm. Yeah, they said, I'll have them sign your name, but that's as far as my knowledge of fan signs went. Okay. So during the pandemic, as you remember early on, I mean, the pandemic is still technically going on, but before when we were all on lockdown and stuff, obviously you couldn't go into stores anymore and you weren't going to meet and greet someone in real life because it was way too risky to do so. So to kind of deal with that, what K-pop companies, because SM Towns Global Shop, for example, did started doing this and maybe some other music sites, I don't know. They started doing video fan calls. And so how that worked was like, pretty much the same thing. You would buy online during a designated sales period. You would buy a number of albums, whatever, from a certain website and you would have to indicate. So the thing I noticed that's different between video fan signs most of the time and in-person fan signs is that usually in-person fan signs, you're meeting either every member of the group or sometimes like certain members of a group, but usually more than one member. But for video fan calls, sometimes it's like you're devoted to meeting just one member on the phone on like video call versus sometimes some video fan calls would be the whole group and they like the group members like pass the iPhone or whatever to each other down the line. And so this was a opportunity for international fans or anyone not living in Asia to participate as well. You know, before that was you had to be in Korea or be in Japan or something in wherever country that that does this. But this way you could talk to people who were all the way in Asia and you could be all the way wherever you lived and still talk to them. And so you'd buy it and you'd have to designate. So let's say it was for, I'll just use ATs as an example. But if you were doing video fan call sign for ATs, you'd have to pick like on some of the ones, depends who organized it. So you'd say, okay, I want to talk to Songwa. And so you had to write that in your transaction. Like I'm going to buy, I don't know, five albums. And my entry is going to be all for Songwa. And so then if your album was drawn, like I think they went by maybe the barcode of the album, or I don't know how they picked it, but they would pick your album. And if that was one associated with your transaction, then you won a phone call. And it, I think most of the time you did it through Kakao Talk, 
which is Korea's app that's sort of like Skype or I mean, it's, it's actually more like WhatsApp. But so, yeah, that's how you do video fan call signs. And people started recording those calls and putting them on the Internet. And I think that's how it really blew up. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, no, totally. Uh, I, I would see like, what's this? What's this going on? Because they seem to have multiplied like bunnies, <laughs> the number of fan signs you saw. But I did have two questions about fan signs and the difference between in-person and video. Uh, the one thing I was wondering off the top of my head is, do you think or was there is there a difference in video fan signs in that it allows for less extension of your time in front of an idol? Like I can imagine in a physical fan sign, you have to really move to the next seat, mm-hmm. you know, and I could see someone like just given a last minute, like, wait, no, no, don't leave. I love you. I want to tell you more. And and maybe video being like, you know, we're cutting you off. I don't know if you, you noticed that or had thoughts about that. Yeah, I do. So I, you know, that I want a video fan call sign too, but not for AT. It's a different group, but I, um, I, my, when mine went over, <laughs> to be honest, my video fan call did go over, but that was honestly, I did not know what time it was. I didn't know what was happening. By the way, I very rarely fangirl on my own podcast. So I'm sort of getting like nervous, just like thinking about all this again and talking about it. But <laughs> I don't want to like, I'm like, don't fangirl, but also like it's going to happen. So anyway, yeah, Um, with the phone calls, there is staff who is helping to operate it and conduct the call. And I'm going to actually go into a little bit more a little bit later, but they, the same kind of like whatever the time frame is different organizations. So let's say SM Town might say you have like, one and a half minutes or something to talk to them on the phone. And then maybe a different company will say, you have like 60 seconds to talk to them on the phone. And then same for fan signs. You, you may have per member like a certain a lot of time and not. And then we can talk more about like how quickly or not quickly one. Because actually during my in-person fan sign, the staff was there and not super strict that day. And I feel like I talked to some people for like 800 years and some people for like two seconds. (laughs) So it was just depends on the staff and what's going on in the organization. And then I've seen idols. I mean, my, the phone call I did, the idol was like, uh, you know, not cutting me off. And I could hear at one point the staff say something to him and it still did not dawn on me. Like I need to shut up now, but (laughs) he didn't, he didn't cut me off. So it just depends on how it goes. But I mean, it was not intentional on my part. And, you know, if staff is like letting it go, I guess, or if the idol is, then then that's just how it goes. Mm-hmm, did you have another mm-hmm. question? Uh, I, I kind of did relate it to you had mentioned that um, for the majority of fan signs, when you fill out the slip, you could it would either you said be the entire group or just one person. Do you think with the advent or the, the use, more prolific use of the video fan call that that maybe kind of skewed, I don't know, member popularity? In that if oh. it was a physical fan sign, you know, you're seeing every one of them versus yeah. if they made it just, you know, member only, then, mm-hmm. you know, it could be someone, you know, having more, more opportunities or I don't know. Yeah, I get what you mean. Supply like, and demand. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think so. So I have to confess, I'm not like a connoisseur of fan sign entry because I have never really done it that much if I've very few times ever done it, but I've seen people online talk about like, oh, it's harder to get into so-and-so's fan sign because they're a more popular member. I do wonder Mm -hmm. in those instances, what factors play into that? Because it could be like, of course, if they're a visual or like, you know, (laughs) people are shallow. Um, And also I wonder if like they have better English speaking capabilities 
because of course there can be language barriers that you have to consider. So if you're speaking to someone who is making a lot of use of the translator, it may not, and you're going to post this call online, it probably isn't going to go as viral as someone, you know, cracking jokes or doing whatever with you in English. So an example I have is NCT Mark Lee. His fan calls are going so viral all the time these days because he is, of course, Canadian, fluent in English. He's joking. He's kind of flirting or whatever. Don't, you know, don't quote me on the flirting part, but, you know, he's just playing around with the fans so that I could see him being like a high ticket idol. I don't know for sure. I have no stats on this, (laughs) but I could see it being very difficult now at this point to get into his video fan signs versus, I don't know, maybe someone who's less fluent in English and NCT. Totally makes sense, right? All right. So I'm going to go through some questions that I've had people ask about fan signs, and you can also jump in with your own questions. So one of the biggest questions is how many albums should you buy? And this is so tricky because it, as I said before, it's like a probability game or it's supposed to be at least. There's like, I think some conspiracy theories that some fan sites win constantly or like, there's kind of like repeat winners a lot. And how do they get in? How do they get in? And like there must be conspiracy and they have a deal with, I don't know, the SM entertainment. I'm just throwing out like, you know, companies or whoever, because they're a popular fan site. And I have no idea about any of that. But as far as like what I do know, it's supposed to be a probability game. So the number of albums you buy equals an entry, then that's how you can increase your chances of winning. The one big caveat I want to say, especially for video fan call signs, is you're going to have to pay for international shipping. <laughs> so right now- Ouch. Yeah. Right now in the year 2023, fuel, cost of living, all these things are like up super, super high. Shipping is ridiculous from Asia. If you haven't bought anything from Asia lately, it's outrageous. So you need to bear that in mind that you might be paying like about as much as the cost of an album, if not more for the shipping of that album. So, you know, it's, it's very, very expensive. You have to consider like how much is it worth to you to speak to whoever for 30 seconds or 60 seconds or 90 seconds. Like (laughs) how much do you want this? And how comfortable are you? Like if you're like, I'm gonna buy 800 albums, which I don't recommend. Like think about this logistically. Like can you put 800 albums in your house, (laughs) in your abode, wherever you live? Like I know some people like the aforementioned fan sites, they are group order managers. Actually, Emma, I know you participated in a lot of group orders. So did you wanna explain group orders in case people haven't participated in that? Sure, sure. So I, I got involved in group orders more uh, first at first with merchandise, uh, like official fan merchandise. So what a group order is, is a, there's an individual known as a group order manager, and they can be located pretty much anywhere in the world. I've interacted uh, or purchased from group order managers that are located in the United States, some Asia, like Indonesia. I haven't really uh, participated with any that are in Korea. But anyways, what the group order manager does is they're responsible for taking orders from, you know, all their customers, wherever they are. Most will designate whether they do worldwide shipping or they're only restricted to purchases from the USA or Canada. So you tell them what you want, you fill out, usually using a Google order form, and you let them know, yes, I want this particular merchandise, I want it in this quantity, and you commit to purchasing it and to paying them in multiple installments. The first would be the cost of the goods and taxes. Then there would be the overseas shipping. Usually they utilize EMS as the shipping service. And you say, okay, I'll pay for my respective part, you know, divided by how many items I got. And then the third payment would be for the domestic shipping. So these group order managers, you know, 
sometimes they get as little as five orders. Sometimes they might be managing an order that has, I don't know, 60, 60 items. But I think when it comes to things like albums, I've only maybe once or twice participated in an album group order. There, since folks are usually buying, if they're, let's say, collectors of uh, photo cards, they can be buying mm, like six, six editions each. So yeah, the group order, it just enables you to go through one person to procure that album or merchandise instead of going and paying individually for it. For sure. I, I've noticed that the group order manager is doing this. First of all, they're so organized. I can never do that. They like to keep track of all the orders and the shipments and the payments and who paid you what and when and making sure you got everything intact. And sometimes with albums, I see that they do fan or sorry, not fan, photo card sorting. So it's like a big yeah. commitment for them. But I've seen that in order to enter these fan signs since maybe, I don't really know the full logic behind it, but, but it makes sense to me that probably because they're the ones that's going to enter the fan sign and be at the fan sign, they offer the albums at a cheaper price to anyone who wants to join their group order. So if they're like, I'm going to buy, I don't know, 20 albums or whatever, if you want to buy one for me, instead of it being 20 bucks for this album, I'll charge you 15 bucks or 12 bucks or something. And so I'll, and if they offer like photo card sorting, you could get like guarantee, like you're going to get whoever your favorite member photo card is, or maybe your favorite photo card version. So a lot of people who are repeat winners, I think that's just the impression I'm getting. I don't, again, I'm not in the world of this. They seem to be people who can fund it since that was something you mentioned early on through group orders. And also they can do things like you were saying, the raffling off of like a page of the album in someone's name is probably also like through that because they win so often or you know, they know for sure they're probably going to win because they're going to buy, like you said, 60 maybe albums or something. Maybe that's enough to get them in. I just wanted to mention in the in the few or the handful of times that I did participate in an album group order, it was really interesting. Some of them said, hey, this is my fan sign group order. Like they specifically told you. Mm-hmm. And others are just like, hey, it's a new album. I'm going to have a group order. And with no mention of the fan sign. Mm-hmm. And uh, it did give me pause as a fan, an uh, individual fan. Well, why am I going to help this person, <laughs> you know, uh, get a fan sign if I'm not going to benefit? But in those instances, they did significantly discount, sometimes like $5 an album versus the $20 part. So I said, okay, this person is making an investment. Uh, rather somebody win it than nobody. That that kind of, yeah. my, but there was that feeling of jealousy initially. I get through. that. And I think like, so I didn't, no one is buying my albums, but, or unless you want to, <laughs> <let me know. laughs> um, but I, I could see like the jealousy part of it. Like, why should I help this person enter fans on them and meet them? And I'm not going to have to get that chance. But like you said, people are fronting the money and it's kind of like a, a lot of, they are still spending a lot of money and they, therefore, I guess another argument could be that they're entitled to it. And they're helping you get, if you're someone who doesn't have funds for a bunch of albums to get something discounted, or if you want to guarantee that I'm going to get so-and-so's photo card, they're doing you a service as well. I guess that's like one argument for that. But yeah, I've also noticed that where some people don't even say that that's what they're doing, that they're entering a fan sign. Definitely interesting. But again, I'm not an expert in that, or I'm not in the mix of all that. So I don't know how it really works. But I've seen also people say they've won with only purchasing one or two or three albums. You don't have to buy like, you know, 90 albums or some things necessarily, but it depends too, I think on how popular the group is, how like hot they are at the moment. So if it's like a, maybe a second gen group, maybe they're not as like not in the height of their popularity, it might be a little bit easier 
statistically to get in than versus like someone who's like really hot right now. Like if new jeans or someone does a fan sign, I bet that would be really hard to get into right now. Mina, have you ever heard of, um, or are there any um, groups that you come across or artists that don't do fan signs at all in K-pop? I actually, um, not fan signs, but high touches and artist engagement packages for like KCON. I heard that SM doesn't have their artists do that typically. Okay. And I don't know if that's true or false, just like a rumor I heard. I know like early when the pandemic again started and it was like kind of smaller groups from smaller companies. So one group I saw constantly back in 2020 doing video fan calls and it was a whole group was Card. Card is the co-ed K-pop group. And there were right. a little bit newer. They were not as well known. They were really hot in South America, but like not very many other places. And a lot of their members speak English. Well, early Matthew speaks English. So they were doing like back to back to back to back video fan call signs. Stray Kids at that time was also doing so many fan calls, like every day, wow. every week. Yeah. And it was the entire group. You could talk to all of them. And AT's, like, I think over the last year, just from what I saw, I don't know, I don't remember about back in the pandemic, early days of the pandemic, they also do tons of like various stores. You know, I mentioned like different stores or different websites, online record stores. They do them with everyone. So you have lots of opportunities. And that's why sometimes, depending who's operating that particular fan sign, video fan call, I mean, Sometimes it's just one member. Sometimes it's every member and that you watch them like pass the phone <laughs> down the line. That's funny. So Mina, would you venture to guess that uh, these fan signs had a significant increase in volume of sales, uh, similar to the way that multiple versions or photo cards would? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I, I think this is how some le lesser known groups or maybe groups in smaller companies, not one of the big four, end up charting on like big mm. foreign charts, music charts, because of this opportunity. And for sure, it must drive sales because you're, it's, it's like you, especially I think social media, like back in the day in 2015, 16, because when, when I first became a K-pop fan, which was 2017, and I just was like, what even is a fan sign? What is this? Was that? I wasn't entering them yet, but I just want to know what it was. I would read old blogs from like 2014, 2015 people entering like infinite fan signs or like really, you know, older groups <laughs> because it was that those were the hot groups at the time. Right. Like, and I was like, Oh, this is so interesting, but you, you didn't have like, not everyone had smartphones to the extent we do now. And technology wasn't what we have now, even though the rules state for video fan calls, you're not really supposed to record them. Everybody does. And then they go on the internet and everyone sees it. And you're like, Oh my God, I, if I got a chance to talk to, you know, Mark Lee from NCT or whoever, mm. I would say this, this, and this, or like, you know, so I think it's gotten so much popular now. It's definitely like embedded in K-pop culture now, both in-person fan signs and video fan calls. So it's interesting to see how the landscape changed. Yeah, no, it's a, now come, come to be an expectation, right? Yeah. Of groups, wow. Yeah, and I kind of feel bad because I can't imagine just talking to people all day, like, you know, on the phone that you don't know, or even in person and it seems very arduous for like for them and they have packed schedules already as it is. And they already, we are, we all know that idols never sleep and stuff. They're always like up at three in the morning to do hair and makeup after they just got back at one in the morning, you know, so <laughs> the night before. So I feel kind of bad, but I mean, it is definitely like an expectation now, like this is part of promotion for a lot of groups. I don't know. Maybe there are some groups that will like are too, too like above that. But <laughs> I mean, even like BTS has done in-person fan signs. I don't know about phone ones, but Oh, wow. Well, from the company's point of view, I'm going to make a dumb joke. I guess uh, low overhead, right? So you don't have to 
rent out a uh, auditorium. Uh, you could probably have uh, one, or, one, two, or three uh, staff present. And your idols probably don't have to wear designer bottoms because you only <laughs> see them from the chest up. <laughs> well, I will say that AT seems to be doing them in the like the inky guy waiting room. Like, so they're oh, already in like full everything. Yeah. Wow. Like, like, did you want to rest during this break? Too bad. You're doing phone calls like this oh, entire sad. time. So I know that's why I kind of feel bad. But so, yeah, the next thing I we'll talk about is finding out that you want a fan sign. So. Typically you get notified via email, but there's like a lot of stress because you're like, what if I don't get the email? What if it goes to spam? What if like I just delete it? Cause I didn't really notice that if you don't live in Korea, you're going to get it like three in the morning or something potentially. And you know, so when you wake up in the morning, you might just like delete it being like, what is this? I don't care. And like delete it. <laughs> that was my fear. But um, they typically also will post it on the website. So I entered on the vendor's website. And on their website, they have like the winner's names with asterisks in the middle. So your whole name and your whole phone number and your whole email address is not listed, but asterisks are strategically placed. So you can get like, mm. oh, this is my name. This is my phone number. And this is your email address. And then you could check your spam folder or like double check your email and be like, wait, 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 what? Like, did I win? Yeah. And they tell you like when the winners will be announced as well. I think if you don't win, you just don't get an email at all. And so if you're like not sure if you won or not, and you don't see anything in your spam, you can check the website of the vendor and then see if you've won. Do you have to, um, question, do you have to immediately confirm that uh, you're interested or what do they do insofar as not, you know, they want to ensure, I'm sure that somebody shows up and do they go down a wait list? Or do you have any uh, insight into that? So from what I've seen, again, I haven't like participated in applying to very many, but they just assume you're coming. You're not allowed, typically in the rules says like you're not allowed to like transfer this to anyone else or sell this to someone else. Mm. Actually, when I was talking about having been in Korea while some of my other friends were applying to in-person fan signs, someone used, they were not from Korea, they used their friend's credit card or something like that. And somehow, because a credit card name didn't match like the the winner's name or something, they wouldn't let her in. They were like, your friend can come. <laughs> and they were <laughs> like, well, my friend's not a K-pop fan or whatever, not a fan of this group or something. They're like, okay, well, too bad. You can't come in. And they like refused entry. So you definitely want to check the rules. And I'm going to talk about that more in a few minutes. But yeah, I don't think there's any, like, if you can't make it, I know for mine, the vendor was like, if you can't make it, we're just going to send you an album that's been signed along with all your other albums that you purchased. If you order like 10 albums, let's say one of them will be signed and nine will just be, you know, blank. There's nothing. If you can't come, you can't come, I guess. It's like unfortunate, but they do have kind of strict rules about it. Okay. No, um, that makes sense. And then you said that they post the, winners' names, sometimes semi-redacted. Can you often tell from the list, you know, how many are international and how many are Korean? Yes. What because... are your thoughts on how it's divided or allocated? I know. It's so controversial. You're asking controversial. Okay. Well, I um okay. First of all, the most recent fans on one, they actually didn't use our names. They used our order numbers and it was still redacted. Or maybe it wasn't, I don't remember. But our order it went by order number or transaction number for more anonymity. But when I have one and they use my name, you can see the area codes. So the one I won, mm -hmm. that was a phone call. It was like plus eight, eight for like so many. And then some like that were plus, I think eight, one is Japan. And then a, like two, that was plus one. So I don't know how many people entered. Like that's thing that you never know how many people have actually entered. But when you look at the list and if there is like phone numbers on there, or like if the person's name, like you can tell if something is like Kim so-and-so, like a Korean name or like. 
you know, Nakamoto Yuta or whatever it is. It's like <laughs> Japanese name. Like you could kind of tell versus like Karen Jones. Like you can tell sort of like or get an idea of like how many people are Asian, you know, Korean, Japanese are the most I think that I've seen versus U.S. And the breakdown was vastly overwhelmingly Korean for the tele, the video fan call I won. It was a, a bunch of Japanese numbers as well. And then, like I said, two U.S. plus one, I guess, North America, because okay. I think Canada is maybe mm-hmm. also plus one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's say you've gotten your announcement that you've won. Let's talk about how to plan for a fan sign in person or either one, really. So if you're doing a video fan call sign, you do have to keep in mind the time difference. So I think for mine, it was like like 4 a.m. or 3 a.m. or something, my time. Ouch. And it was like, <laughs> I was like out of my mind. Red Bull time, Red Bull time. <laughs> I mean, I I was like, do I sleep or do I just stay awake? Like I was really debating. I decided to take like a nap, like a power nap <laughs> at like 1 a.m. <laughs> till like 3 a.m. If you can consider it that. But I was out of my mind. Like so many things was like, you know, you're talking to your idol and then it doesn't matter if it's like on the phone or in person. It's still like kind of mind boggling. Right. But I was like, what do I wear? What kind of makeup? You want to test your like light situation, your camera situation. And for video fan calls, they actually call you like staff calls you and they they do a test call. And for video fan calls, they do have translation services, at least in my, again, I'm just speaking about my experiences. Maybe other people have different experiences. For the in-person fan sign, they actually didn't. I know I was I skipped over what I was going to say, but I'm just going to say for in-person, they didn't have translation, but ATs is pretty good at English. So I don't know if that was why, mm. but to plan. So I would always say wear comfortable clothes because like, it's going to be a high stress situation, <laughs> at least for me. If you have one <laughs> no corsets is what you're saying, right? <laughs> don't I mean, if, if you wear a corset every day, then it might be something that you can like are comfortable wearing, but I mean, I saw people wearing a lot of like ATs merch, like concert merch or a specific like, you know, music video outfit or something. So you do what you want. But like, I do recommend going towards comfort because you're already getting uncomfortable. <laughs> makes sense. Makes sense. And when you first said, uh, how do I prep? I'm, I was thinking when you, the minute you see your uh, name up on the list, you're like, book that appointment with hair and makeup. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Get I thought it. Oh my God. I was like, should I get a blowout? Should I? Like- <laughs> right. That's right. Get your nails done. <laughs> I did have my nails done. Yeah. It was like a whole thing. I was, but some people came in like super casual clothes as well. And I don't, I, cause I was like, these people wear like designer clothes. Like, do I want to just be wearing my like forever 21? Like, you know, <laughs> my H and M clothes. Like, I don't know. Let's talk now about what to say during fan sign. What would you say if you go on a fan sign? I'm such a big fan. <laughs> my favorite song is, you know, uh-huh. what are your hopes for the future? You wouldn't try to like big... rock, paper, scissors or like um, make some kind of joke. No, I, I think if no, <laughs> I'd be too nervous. So I'd just stick to a very vanilla, um, mm-hmm. unmemorable <laughs> interaction. That's Did you say one. unmemorable? Yeah, like they're no. like, oh, yes, it's just one of those, you know, those fans. Yeah, like that kind of thing. Yeah, I stick to the probably saying stuff that they've heard a thousand times and just taking in the visual, uh, the audio, <laughs> you know, and being like, I mean, maybe I'll break down with finger hearts, and, finger you know, hearts, 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 and all that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, I get it. It's or, hard or to know. asking them to sing my name, you know? Yeah. I don't know. You do need to ask them to say your name. Yes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> 
I mean, so a lot of people were like, are you going to speak to them in Korean? And afterwards, people were like, did you see something in Korean? And I um, did not. <laughs> like, couldn't function. Oh, like, could not. not? <laughs> I don't know. I, I barely could, like, do English, much less Korean. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. maybe because, like, the rest of the event, because for the in-person fans, I know it started out with someone, like, talking, like, the, the organizer speaking to us in English. And they also came out, like, speaking to us in English. So. I don't know. I didn't, it didn't even honestly in the moment dawn on me, but in prior to that, I tried to prepare and then all my best preparations, like, you know, didn't work, but, Mm. (laughs) but if you can speak in Korean and you like have the wherewithal to do that, I think it's a really nice thing to do. And I think like, they'll probably be able to tell, like if you are not super fluent in Korean, they're always, I think they're, I think idols are typically impressed if you can do, you know, if you can speak Korean or even if you try, you know? The meme comes across uh, in my head of Jackson Wang going, Anya Hasanya. Like, that's probably how I would break down. You know what it is. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was great. Yeah. Um, and then also, like, for mine, at least, again, I'm just speaking about my personal fan sign experience, maybe different things. I know, like, well, I'll get to this later, but for mine, we were only allowed to bring like fan letters or like, books where you could have like message books where like I guess like if I wanted to collect Mm. all my 18e friends messages to them I could do that so and I did bring in like a couple like my cousins are fans so I took like letters from them and like a couple other people's letters and for my personal letters I did get help where I read mine in English because I was like I don't know what to say and I don't know like I didn't want to sound too boring or like I don't know so Mm. I had someone help me write at least a couple sentences in Korean for each person because I I was like, I'm going to feel bad asking someone to translate eight letters into Korean. Oh, you're thoughtful. So, you're very thoughtful. <laughs> I was like, they can struggle through the English if they if they even read this, you know, but if not, then at least part of it, like two, two three sentences will be in Korean. So that's how I did mine. Um, and I, I think that worked out. Um, and then, I mean, so I wanted to talk about this later, but I'll talk about it now. I also like, I don't know how much how much contact do you have with celebrities or famous people generally? Have you like done a lot of like autograph sessions or meet and greets for other things like outside of K-pop or, or within it? No, just one, one K-pop meet and greet with Astro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Barely remember it happening. Yeah. And, um, and I think I might've told you this like shortly after it did occur. Um, I was so excited that I think I slapped their hands a little too hard on the high five. So they were probably like, Emma, you're blacklisted. Yes, like, oh my God, <laughs> who is this uh, Ajuma? Abusive. That's, you know, like mm, <laughs> wanting to show her, you know, rice sack carrying powers. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, well, I was just bringing it up because like I've done, like even before I was interested in K-pop, I did a lot of like, I used to live in New York. So like backstaging of Broadway oh, shows wow. or okay. like various meet and greet events or just running into famous people wherever like that has happened to me before or like being at my place of work and having to interact with someone famous or a celebrity or whatever and I have to say like sometimes it's not the most positive (laughs) interaction you know for various reasons like sometimes people are not in the best mood or they're not in like a good headspace or they're just like jerks generally and you don't know about that until you have to deal with them so I think like yeah, I, I aside from how they're going to react, I'm also very conscious of what I should say because I've seen people, especially like a backstage of a Broadway show, people get so emotional because it's like a very visceral experience. I think same with K-pop concerts to watch someone on stage like acting, performing, emoting, whatever. And so I've seen people be like, "You are you mean so much to me," and like you know when my relative died, you got me, da, 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 which is all very profound mm. and like you know nice to say. 
but for like no matter how well the some I've seen again this is my observation no matter how well the celebrity is taking that in and trying to empathize be like wow really I got you through that time or like wow really I mean that much to you there's still sort of this like disconnect I feel like where the famous person's like I don't know you (laughs) and like you're still a stranger at the end of the day like I was telling my other friend I was like at the end of the day it's just two strangers meeting or like however many strangers right meeting so I would, I would recommend, no one asked me this, but I would recommend trying to manage your expectations as to like whether or not, you know, you're going to necessarily click or like fall in love or whatever, like it may or not happen. <laughs> or just um, in your mind, so... fall, fall in love in your mind. Yeah, because I, <laughs> yeah or yeah. like sometimes somebody is like feeling sick or cranky too. Like even just like you did, maybe you don't get the smile you want or like I did like a high touch and the person just had like a kind of a very blank face and wasn't even looking at me. And was like not into it. And I don't think it was me. I think he's doing that to everyone. But like, he's just like not in the mood that day. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's my recommendations to, to think about how they may react. Right. I guess I, I also forget that they, you know, they're performers. So, you know, you bring your, like we bring our work selves could be totally different from our yeah. own selves. So it's not out of the, um, out of one's imagination to think you might have like a introverted, uh, you know, idol who'd rather spend their time at home. Yeah. And, and yeah, if someone comes and unloads their, I've been your fan, you know, whatever the biggest. And I'm, it, it was emotionally important to me that that's a lot to load at one person's feet, you know, like and, act, yeah. and expect them. Or at least it can yes. be. Yes. And then on the flip side of that, like, I think sometimes I see people uh, posting their video fan calls with whoever. And I'm like, why did you post this? Because like they come across as weirdos, like, or like they come uh. across as like, like, why are you saying this to them? Like, why did you think that was funny or cute? Like, I don't know. And not only, okay, you did that in the moment. That's one thing. But then you edited it and posted it on the internet. Like, I'm always a little bit baffled by that. because not every interaction is going to go either how you want it to do. And you never know, especially with the language barrier, if you're going to like accidentally say something that they misunderstand or can come across as offensive or like inadvertently, you know, or like whatever. So I'm like, I was like really stressing prior to meaning them as to like what kinds of things to say. So for me, I purposely was like, I'm not going to comment on their looks at all. I know sometimes mm-hmm. they like to hear that they're pretty or they're beautiful or they're handsome or they're hot or they're sexy. I was like, I'm just not going to say anything about their looks <laughs> to, for my own sake. Cause I didn't know, like, I was like, I feel like that could go South for me. Like I would say something, put my foot in my own mouth and say something ridiculous. So I purposely was like, I'm not going to mention their looks at all. <laughs> You're so thoughtful. <laughs> I'll just yeah. talk about But how hard to keep that in. No, but how hard to keep that I in? Know. Like, it's what you're must be going through your mind, you know, because they're probably looking their best. And especially if it's an in-person, you're just like, oh my God. And you have to like stifle that down to like, I'm not going to mention it. Luckily, I'm not one to like comment on people's looks that much. Like, I'm not super complimentary to people about their looks. Like, I'm very petty. <laughs> I'm like, that person's too good looking. I'm not going to say no, anything about it. Oh, not petty. <laughs> no, but I, I'm just, I'm just thinking, you know, for an idol like to see them in the flesh and then yeah um no you're right I'd be like oh my god no I had so many meltdowns like oh which I'll get into later okay so then also like if you have like questions when even when I did the video fan call sign I was asked I was asking something which I don't remember now what it was but I remember emailing the organizers and being like hey something something whatever my question was and they responded very quickly and they even were like we understand you're very concerned about this because you want to win or you have one or whatever it was. So like, they're like, don't worry, like very like reassuring. So if you have questions about your fan sign and like what maybe a rule is, or can I do this or can I do that or whatever you can ask them? Like, I, I think the organizers are trying to make you have a positive experience. I think and it's not just a money grab. That's what I like to hope. 
anyway. Mm-hmm. And then you mentioned the organizers. So is it usually whoever's hosting or uh, have you had occasion to interact with the, the actual staff of uh, the idol or the record company? Yes. Yeah, so it's both. So where for ATs, they were brought down by their own KQ entertainment. Like their manager was there and it was like very obvious, like this is their manager. And I actually recently saw footage of them like airports or like something like, you know, being ushered in and out. And like the same guy who was at my thing was like keeping fans at bay and, and trying to be like, you know, kind of putting his arm up as like a barrier to be like, so it was like definitely their own managers. And I noticed that like this organizer staff was like handing out microphones at one point and rather than directly give them to the members, she kept handing them to the manager mm. and then he would hand them to, which I actually thought was nice. Cause imagine if you are like in a new situation, new country for them, like I'm ATs, let's say, <laughs> and I'm in this like new country, new situation. And some random lady is like poking me with her microphone. I'd be like, excuse me, you know, <laughs> or like, that's just me anyway. But then if my manager who I know very well and trust is like the one poking me or like muttering stuff in my ear to be like, Hey, like whatever, you know, whatever instructions, it seemed like a very good system. So yeah, you got to see both for that. And then for the fan call, the staff that you're talking to, which was really funny to me. So they changed their cacao talk ID name to the name of the group (laughs) and the members. And so it seemed like, Oh my God, I got a fan call for, I got a call on cacao from like whoever. And then after the event was over, they changed it back to like whatever their regular name was. And I felt bad for this, like this poor random person who works at this company is having to change your name to like whatever, you know, and then change it back. And I now have her like a cow ID for life if I want. <laughs> Give me the dirt. <laughs> Send me a picture. I know. I'll say, yo, whatever. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> picture she say. Okay, so then the other interesting thing is that for the fan sign for this one, so I I thought I'd read, and don't quote me, but I thought I read, like, sometimes they just sign, everyone signs their signatures all on the same page, like, depending, again, who organizes it. And I was kind of worried. I was like, is everyone going to cram their signatures on one page, and I'm not going to know, like, who's who and who's what. But the organizers put, like, sticky tabs all down this in the album photo book, and they picked like Hong Jun's page that he was going to sign. It was like a nice. picture of him. Tong was was the picture of him. And then the members could just flip. And it says it in Korean. So it's like Hong Jun, Tong you know, in there in Korean. They could just pick their name, open it, flip it open, sign it and give it back to me. And I was like, oh, they're not going to write my name. They're just going to write like their signature. Because in my fan sign, you couldn't request like, please write like, I love puppies. Or like, please draw a flower. Like you couldn't do that in mine. I know some fan signs you can say like, can you draw this? Can you draw that? This particular one, you couldn't request anything. But I afterwards, they I noticed they put my name, every single member put my name on the page, on each page. So it was like pretty cool. I've also heard like other people are like, oh, the leader writes your name or whoever's first writes your name. And then everyone else just signs on their page. But your name is only on there somewhere mm. once. So, so there's like so many different ways you can go. And you can use your preferred name. So if you want, if you have like a fan site and you want to go by your fan site name or your Twitter handle or your nickname or you have a preferred non-legal name, you know, so a lot of gender non-binary or trans folks that can use whatever name they want. And so you could just let them know. All right. I, I'd, I'd be wearing an ID tag that says my love, <laughs> <laughs> my forever love. Yes, this is my American first name. <laughs> <laughs> you, I'm sure people have done that. Like guaranteed people have done. I don't I didn't see it. But like people probably were like, can you write my wife? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So then, so we got an email about like the rules of what 
like we're supposed to do. So it told us like what time to get the venue to the venue, kind of the procedure. They said they were going to check our ID and wristband us. And the ID had to match exactly like our name on our ID had to match the name on the transaction. So I could have used like anyone's credit card, like let's say like a young adult and I'm using my mom's credit card. That's fine. But on the order, there was like order name or something like that. So that had to be like my, my name and match my ID. And they wristbanded us and they were like, doors open at this time into the auditorium. You're going to be seated. And then they actually also had us draw numbers. So we got numbers and I don't know what that number corresponded to with our order number. So we had an order number, a random number, and then like some other transaction details. They were like, don't worry about this number. It means nothing. That's not the order in which you're going to be meeting the, the group. So my order number was not this number, but I'm going to say it was six. So like that meant nothing. Six meant nothing. <laughs> when you got there to the venue where the band sign was at, they did the ID check, they wristbanded you, and they had you reach to a box and pull out a number. And that number is what number you were going to go in. So I was like the 10th to last person to meet them. And I don't know if it matters. I know like some people are like, I don't want to be first or I don't want to be last, but they're professionals. So I don't think it matters what really what order you go in. Their energy levels will be still high and it'll still be fun. Right. And so um, that order is also how you sit in the um, audience or? Correct. Yeah. So what it was, was like auditorium. There's like a stage. It was sort of like a type of place where like on uh, you could do like a film screening. And then afterwards, a you know, Q&A with the director and some of the actors might that kind of set up. So there's like a table and they set up eight chairs and then eight more chairs across from those chairs. And then there's like five or so or six like empty rows, probably so you wouldn't like, you know, leap, lunge towards them. <laughs> so they can't like they put a safe distance. They renumbered the rows like to correspond to the number you drew, which was a little bit of a cause for confusion because like any auditorium is already numbered seating, but they're like, ignore those numbers. Look at these numbers. And so you had to find your number and then you sat there like that. And then they called you up row by row and then you stand in the aisle and then you would go down and meet them. But I'll get to that a little bit more. The other thing I wanted to mention was we weren't allowed to touch them. Like they said, don't touch them. They asked us not to say inappropriate comments or ask personal questions. They didn't allow us to have, like I've seen other fan signs where you can like write a post-it with questions, be like, who's your favorite Mm -hmm. friend's character? And they can like circle like multiple choice, you know, they can circle Chandler or whatever. But they weren't allowing that. Sometimes people bring props in like for them to like play with or like a Mm -hmm. flower crown to wear or whatever headband. That was not allowed at my particular one. So also you, like I said, they chose the pages where the members were going to sign. So I know sometimes you get a chance to decide where you want them to sign it. That was not the case here. And I think that's just to make things go run more smoothly. They did say you could bring tripod and telescopic lens cameras, those big zoom lenses. And uh, but you could only use ca- those cameras from the audience area. You couldn't bring it your phone down to the members and like personally record like your interactions with them. Your friends or whoever could do it for you or like some random person could do it for you from the audience area, but you couldn't. And I also did see like people being checked for and being having their smartwatches confiscated. So they didn't want you recording them. And that's probably because like if something awkward were to be said, or something came out awkwardly or spoiler happened or something, they didn't want you to put it on mm-hmm. the internet, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Plausible deniability. So even if they, you know, <laughs> they said, but I had a quick question. So in, when I first became a K-pop fan, I would watch older videos of, I guess they were fan meets, but then there was some fan sign component too, because the table would be pushed forward or back. And sometimes the idols would give a short performance. Have you ever observe mm-hmm. that and it does it just vary or is the 
the more current version uh, and popular version of fan signs just to be, it's just a fan sign and this there's no performance aspect to it. So actually they didn't do performance, but after the, everyone had their album signed, they did get up off the tables. They pushed the tables away and the chairs away. And then they didn't do like a, I know I've seen that too, where like sometimes they kind of half-heartedly, mm-hmm. I don't want to say it like that, but not professionally, like they'll perform a song. They didn't do that at, at ATs, this one, but they did um, like a photo time where they were like, we'll pick four, you guys pick four poses and we'll okay. do like these poses. And then you take the photos and they kind of like talked and joked around with us. And it was very informal and casual and really fun. So nice. yeah. I think it depends who organizes mm-hmm. it. So yeah, I'll go through again. I already started talking about this, like how it, how like the whole setup was. So you went to the venue, you found the space, you got your ID checked, you got wristbanded, you sat down in your space and then you just waited. So they had doors open like an hour before and they were like, this is your time to like, this is your time to like go to the bathroom or do whatever. And then after that, we asked that you not leave. I think, I guess if you really had an emergency, go to the bathroom or something, because we were wristbanded, you could get let, let back in. And then ATs came out and then they sat at the tables and then they stood up the first row of people and they had them go one by one. And the staff handed them the album. So you never even touched the album. They like the members would hand the album to each other. And at the very end, one of their managers, I think, handed the album to you that was like finished with all the signatures. And um, it was kind of boring, <laughs> to be honest. I mean, boring, uh, like in waiting or boring when. Okay. Yeah. Like, they're they, like, at first when they came out, everyone was like, oh. Right. <laughs> like, oh my God. And then, like, people were busy trying to film people, but that was like a mess too. I feel like people accidentally, like, you, it's a lot of people that you don't know. And some girl just like thrusting her phone in your face, being like, can you film me? And you being like, okay, sure. And then being like, wait, which girl was it again? <laughs> I don't remember. I don't know them. And also by the time they, it's their turn, because you stand and wait for a while for the other people to finish and then you go. So by that point, you're like, whose phone am I holding? Like what's happening? So a lot of people were like, oh no, I filmed the wrong person. Or like it, my, by the time, like they've handed the phone to someone who's, it's their turn to stand and wait. So now they had to put the phone down because you're not allowed to take the phone there. So there's like a lot of, a little bit of chaos with that. So I, I tried to sort of ask someone to film me and then I, I kind of gave up. I was like, whatever. I was just like, not happy filmed and maybe I'll appear in someone else's video. And that's kind of what happened is like I found myself in someone else's video, <laughs> but that part was stressful. So you have to be okay with it. A lot of people I think were upset because of the scenario I described where they asked someone to film them. And then that person was told to like, you need to stand up, put your phones down, go stand in line. And so by the time they were talking with their and interacting with their bias, that part didn't get filmed. So it was kind of <laughs> kind of a stressful situation with that. Okay, so I normally don't get super starstruck. Like sometimes I'm like, right before I talk to someone, I will. But waiting in line and like being that close to them, because I, San and Wuyang were the first ones. And I was like, oh no, <laughs> like not, not them. Like it was, they were so good looking. And even though I don't like to tell people that they're good looking, I was like, oh my God. And then my knees were getting really weak. I was like, I can't, I can't do this. That's funny. I guess it's the elevated heartbeat approach. Like we're going to put our killer, our killer, uh, you know, idols at the start so that you're, uh, oh, who knows how they picked it. But yeah, I, I don't know. Somehow we, everyone was like, this is unfair. Why would you start with those two? Like, and then I like at some point talking to, to them, like partway through talking, my brain would just like lose function completely and it would just break down and I just sort of trail off. And then I just be staring at them like, uh, <laughs> like, 
<laughs> I can't do this anymore. And they were very nice, you know, like, unfortunately, they had to then ask me questions because I was like, error 404. At that point, I was like, I'm sorry, I, I got nothing. That's hysterical. <laughs> I have to say it's very embarrassing. So I've seen like other video, like I know, last year, ATs did like not high touch, but high wave because it was still, you know, a lot of COVID mm. precautions were still in place. So like, people walked through a hallway. I didn't go to that tour. You and I were supposed to go, remember, in 2020, and then that That's right. <laughs> and then, but I saw for the delayed tour in 2022, there was like a high wave situation. And some of the venues were kind of like, you know, keep it moving, keep it moving, keep mm. walking, keep mm. walking. So I think like staff can be a little, can be a little stern. And luckily at mine, the atmosphere was so nice. Like the staff was really kind and really nice. And the members all seemed really, I mean, this was in London and they had a few days in London mm, to like nice. chill, I think. So they were relaxed and they were like in a good mood. They weren't like, nobody to me in my experience seemed like tired or like over it or like anything like that. Good. So I think I was really lucky. Right. Because that would be the worst to, you know, go through the whole experience of and the effort of purchasing and then you get there and it's just a, uh, you know, a cattle call and they look unhappy too. So no, that, I think you had a, a really good time. It sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. It, I was actually in England to hang out with my friend who lives there and she's also a K-pop fan. She and I went to Korea together and we had said like, we got to go to a K-pop concert together. We got to go to a K-pop concert together since we don't live on the same continent. It's, it was sort of difficult. Then the pandemic happened and it was like, okay, well, we can't. And so after I saw ATs in North America, I was just like, hey, we're going to see ATs in London if they go. And then like two weeks later, they were like, ATs coming to London. So then like I arranged it and I booked everything like this fan sign was obviously not planned like that I would win because you can't guarantee that. But it just so happened to be that I was leaving to come back to America on Friday. The concert was on a Wednesday and the fan sign was on Thursday. So my last actual day in the UK was the day of the fan sign. And had it been like a different day, like I wasn't going to like change my flight. Come on. Really? Really? You would. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> I mean, but, but like I knew the date, like they, like I said, they tell you like, this is the date of the fan sign. You could start entering from this okay. time period. So if I saw the date, I wouldn't have even try to enter. I'd just be like, oh, this, I'm, there's no point in even Outside trying to enter. Window. But right. because, yeah, but because I was there and I was like, oh, this is so meant to be because it's like the last day I'm here. And like, you know, and after I finished it, I walked out of there in such a daze. I was like, so confused. Like I like was staring at my Google maps and walking in the wrong direction. And then I met up with my friend afterwards and she kept being like, well, how was it? And I was like, I can't even function right now. Like I'm having like a complete like mental <laughs> breakdown still. And I kept like second guessing. I was like, why did I say this? And why did I say that? Like one of the things that happened was San and I spoke at the same time. And he's like, oh, we spoke at the same time. And I go, Jinx, why did I say Jinx? Like, why did I Because <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was like, it was, but like, I never say, I'm like the last person to remember that Jinx exists. But for some reason, when he's like, we talked at the same time, I go, Jinx. And he obliged and didn't say anything <laughs> until, I, until I said something else. I was like, that was so ridiculous. Like, why? I'm sure he Googled what, what the uh, American or, you know, British jinx means afterwards. <laughs> we gotta do it. I think yeah. they do jinx they in do. Korea oh, okay. or they do something. Yeah, I think they might. I don't know. He knew. And other impressions. So San was very San-like. <laughs> they kept like coming very close to your physical space, which was very overwhelming. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> but that was like him just like, 
getting in really close and trying to really listen. They're so attentive, which is really nice. Like I know they're trained to do that. But I kept thinking that I was like, is this like personas? Because like a long time ago, like earlier generations of K-pop, I think they were really devoted to like giving them personas and Mm -hmm. personalities and things that may or may not have been real. And I feel like now maybe this is my opinion. I have no idea if this is how it works. But I feel like now because of social media and constantly filming them for reality shows, people going on live, people doing Instagram lives, YouTube lives, whatever lives. I think that would be too hard to maintain this like persona. Back in the day, it might be a little easier because you're like on the clock or not. And now it's like, not only are you, am I going to like run into you wherever, I'm going to film you, you know, and immediately mm. upload it. So I feel like maybe now K-pop companies just like play up whatever their natural personality is to a certain extent. So they probably still have a persona, right? Similar to how you were saying before, we have like a work professional mm-hmm. persona or like how we are with our parents or teachers or whatever versus how we are with our friends. So I'm sure they have one. But I do think it's like maybe a little more genuine now than like if you were to meet, I'm guessing, first gen or second gen in that back in the day, you know. And then Wyung is so sweet, like super sweet. He's the one He's the one where I like one of the ones where I melted down and was just like, I can't talk anymore. <laughs> like, I give up. And he's like, so were you at the concert? Like he's like, he like picked up the conversation because I was like totally dropping the ball. And then I spoke to Hong Jun, which was like really a life goal of mine achieved. <laughs> and then Songwa, and that was like one of the best interactions of really? the ones I had. I mean, everybody was okay. great. Yeah, he's so, he's so, he also like was staring so much into everybody's eyes, like not just mine, but like he's so like trying to connect with his fans Aww. that I was like, okay, goodbye. And I just started like giggling or <laughs> laughing or something. Like, I think I just like stopped talking and he just kept being like, that's okay. It's okay. Oh, that's that's okay. Which is like even right, more embarrassing. Right. <laughs> but, but he was very nice. And then Yosang, which was another really, really good one. Yosang seemed like so proud. Like I was just at the, by that point, like complimenting everybody like crazy. And they also asked me, a couple of them asked me like what my favorite song was. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I was going to forget the name of every song. Like I knew that was going to come up. And so like on the tube, on the way to the fan sign, I like looked through my fan cams. I was like, what's an 18th song again? I don't remember. <laughs> like I was just like already the, Mental breakdown was starting. So and the, my fan cam was Wonderland. Wonderland was the fan cam I happened to see. So when they asked me, I just was like Wonderland to everybody. And they were like Wonderland because most people think we're saying cyberpunk, which is like a very saucy mm-hmm. stage performance. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to say cyberpunk. It seems too like it's too much now. So I kept saying Wonderland. And I think they were a little like Wonderland. <laughs> it's such an old song. But Yosang was here for it. He was like, really? Wow. He was like super like his eyes are so bright and so like he could tell he was really pleased mm-hmm. to hear positive mm-hmm. feedback. And then after him was Jong Ho. And Jong Ho, I said something really silly. I said something like, Oh, I only watched, like, he did an OST for a drama. And I was like, I really only watched that drama because of your OST. And I didn't even really like the drama. And he was like, <laughs> What? <laughs> like, he thought it was like so ridiculous. He's like, But that was a good drama. I was like, Oh, no, you're right. It, it was, it was okay. I mean, yeah, it's, it is cool to like make them laugh or have like a mm-hmm. personal conversation. And I do think. Like, I don't judge people who, like, go and play games, like, different, like, games with them or, like, joke around with them. But I think also just having a sincere conversation is fine. Like, you were saying that like you would just tell them how much you, you know, mm-hmm. like them or... The connection. Yeah, no, that's great. And, yeah, you can see because, uh, like, when you were mentioning, like, Yosang's eyes, I know that's one thing I take away whenever I see him because they look like they're twinkling, sparkling. So, I mean, that's that's yeah. sweet that in real life he's indeed that way. Yeah. Yeah. I know. That, and that honestly, like as a K-pop fan from before 2019, 2019 is such a difficult year in K-pop because so many 
crazy things happen in terms of like people having to leave groups and people going mm-hmm. to jail and like a lot of drama. And since then, there's still been like some of that. And now I'm like extra obsessed with wondering like, is this person who I think they are? And really, you can't say that. You can say right. that about anyone. Like as soon as your coworker, your spouse, your friend, your whoever it is, they're not necessarily always the person you think they are or they do something super out of character. And then you're like, oh my God, you're shocked. So how can we expect that of idols? But that being said, I did find it reassuring to like, at least again, my interactions being ones that were positive and they seem like mostly how they are in real life or like on, you know, the reality shows we watch of them. And like I said, Yo Sang, super twinkly, twinkly eyed in real life. Songwa, just staring into your soul for what? I don't know. Hong Jung, way too cool. Like just so oh, cool yeah, right, and bothered and right. cool. And then also like everyone, everyone was great. Yeah, no, I think what you said earlier about um, if it was truly an act, it would be yeah, close to impossible to to uphold it every single waking moment that a camera's on you and then that, you know, you're either focused on it or not. So I, I tend to subscribe to your theory that it's just a natural extension of their true, you know, personalities. Yeah. Like they don't use stage names even right. for ATs. They don't, none of them have stage names. They're real names. But I mean, I don't want to put them on a pedestal either or think like they're perfect. They're, there's nothing they can do no wrong. Cause as we have seen, so many people have done wrong things <laughs> and crimes and things like that. So I don't want to like over like state how great they are or anything. I just still don't know them at the end of the day. They're still strangers. But as a fan and having this like fan idol relationship, it was reassuring to be like, well, he seems not like terrible <laughs> and hopefully it stays that way. You know, that's the other thing is I think people can change and maybe someone started out like a complete angel in the beginning of their careers. And then as they got older or whatever, and fame got to them, money got to them, whatever got to them and bad influence got to them and they maybe weren't so good anymore. So anyway, for now, I was really happy with my experience. Right. So, so hypothetical, ATs announces they are having a, another fan sign tomorrow. Are you apply? <laughs> You know, I, I was like, hell no. But then I was kind of like, yeah, I do kind of want to meet them again. But I, I mean, there's like a lot of, I think, arguing over like, you know, especially people who are repeat winners, like, let other people have a chance and, you know, let, let other people, let them meet new fans or whatever. I don't know. Life is not inherently fair. So as far as that stuff goes, I don't know. But my deciding not to meet them is a little bit like, I'd like to let other people meet them now that I have. I will say this too. After I saw them in in America, in Chicago, I was like, I I want to meet them one day. I don't know why I said that, but I was like, I want to meet them one day. And then I guess I manifested it. I did not expect to meet them like four months later. <laughs> I was about to say that. Yeah, you you completely manifested that. Like, you know, the universe was feeling the vibes. My K-pop luck is pretty it good, is. I have to say. And I I, I I can't do anymore. So, that, so for that reason, too, I don't want to like jinx myself. Speaking of jinxes, I don't want to like apply and like you know lose terribly and- oh you won't jinx it i'm relying on your mo your good luck and mojo for when my ults come <laughs> come touring to the u.s okay. like mm, give it to me <laughs> <laughs> yeah sounds good i mean we're definitely gonna see your ults together so i'll do my best i don't know i don't know it's like so funny because like why why i mean i'm so grateful so i'm not complaining but it is interesting because like i said i won the video fan call and now in-person fan call and to me, that's very lucky. So, so any other questions about fan signs or comments you want to make? Uh, no, you just make me want to um, try for one in the future. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, with the uh, with one of my groups, well, I think one of the members is going to be touring solo. That yeah, I will maybe find myself in a position of 
applying, not buying a bunch, but, you know, being able to, because then that's kind of the closest I can get to my bias, which he isn't, but, you know, it's that. I mean, you've caught the ball he threw in the concert that he signed. So, you know, your K-pop luck is not too bad. It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Emma. I really have been wanting you on my podcast for so long and I'm going to make you read a book and come back on at some point. So get ready for Will that. Will do. And you know, thanks for your <laughs> patience with me. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not the most technically savvy. So no, I appreciate it. It's been lots of fun and I learned a whole bunch and yeah, no, you truly make me want to try for a fan sign. Like, you know, I've observed and heard about it from you, your experience. And then my other friend, you know, I'm probably going to connect with her when she gets, after she comes back from Japan. But yeah, I just, yeah. you know, there's a reason uh, they put it out there, you know, uh, the experience to get closer and why not avail of ourselves of that, especially if there's, there truly has been people or have been people that purchased one or two albums and got through. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening to today's episode of K-pop bookshelf. A reminder again, that I have a new Instagram handle of K-pop bookshelf, all one word. It was previously K-pop Bookshelf Pod. That is an archived Instagram account now. If you need to email me, you can email me at kpopbookshelfpod at gmail.com. Special thanks to Emma for being our guest today. Thanks. Bye.